Hey, yo, Internets, this episode of the Combat Jackson is brought to you by Bevel, the one and only shaving system designed specifically for people with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Now, Internets, I've, I was at a dinner party the other day, man, and this white guy was like, hey, man, I've been hearing about the Bevel thing. Uh, where can I get into this? Listen, Bevel is for everybody. Bevel gives you a smooth, clean shave. Actually, I heard since Bevel got introduced to Target, uh, more white men have been buying it because they don't know about this being specifically designed for people with coarse, curly hair, and sensitive skin. It works for everybody. Listen, Bevel wants you to start shaving smarter and say goodbye to razor bumps today. Not tomorrow, not later, but right now. It's the summer internet. It's hot. Mosquitoes going to be buying you. You're going to be out there white, wearing that white linen on the beach or at the pool or, or on, a, on a rooftop. You can't, you can't be having those bumps. On your face, black, white, Asian, Latino. Listen, Bevel is for everybody. Go to GetBevel.com and use the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, to get 20% off your Bevel subscription. That's Listen, that's 20% off. Go to GetBevel.com. Use the promo code COMBAT for 20% off. Start shaving smarter with Bevel. Stop shaving like a pauper and shave like a boss. And now back to the show. You're listening to my daddy on the Combat Jack Show. Get ready for combat. Internets, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. Actually, I don't know why I keep making that mistake. It's CombatJackShow.com. What's up, A-King? How you doing, man? Yo, listen, I've been getting a lot of uh, complaints on iTunes, on SoundCloud, about how I don't let you talk. <laughs> they, the, the internets are saying you have a lot to say. King, it, 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 take the platform, man. Yo, man, listen. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not going to be, they just being petty because we accessible, man. But I, I get it. You know what I mean? Let me talk. No, nah, I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Now nah, we good, man. We play ball. You know, it's just like, you know, it's just like, uh, I'm Kyrie. Kyrie is a good uh, example. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm Kyrie. You LeBron. You know, I pass the ball sometimes, you know. I want to take that three. But no, don't but, block me, though. Don't, but, don't. But, but the internets are saying I'm an asshole. Am I an asshole to you, man? Do I disrespect you? How about we do a poll? I won't answer that. Let's do a poll. And see I don't want to do a poll, man. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to be at mercy of these these whack ass <laughs> haters out there. What's up, Internet? What's up? Yeah. Listen, we got a lot of announcements before we jump into this a very special Hollywood edition of the Combat Jack Show. Yes, yes, yes. T- yes. Tell them what's going on, man. I mean, uh, this show comes out next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, so right before next, we next Thursday, the twenty third. Yes, we're embarking on our. Uh, Multi-city tour. Yes. Kicking off in Brooklyn, New York City. Yes. June you know 23rd. Yes. Well, we got the the special guest. A young, conversation with Young Guru. Conversation with Young Guru. And then after that, we got the after party. After young, party. Young Guru is going to. Yes. And DJ Miss Milan. DJ Miss Milan. Yes. Internets. Internets. I don't want to cut A-King off, but you have to RSVP. <laughs> go to our Instagram. Go to the yes. Combat Jack Show Instagram. Go to Reggie Osei Instagram. Yes. Look at my Twitter feed. Look at the Combat Jack Show Twitter feed. There's all this information out there for you to RSVP because, listen, on the day of, I'm not answering any of you motherfuckers' texts. Nope. You're out. Nope. I, right? Airplane mode. Airplane mode. What else? What else uh, is going on? What else, on? man? New Orleans, Ju- July 1st. New Orleans, July 1st is the second leg. Yes. Of the Combat Jack Show live tour. United Kingdom. United Kingdom. Right is after the, that. It, well, United Kingdom is not necessarily part. I'm yeah, going to the UK but, you um, know. July 13th. Yes. I'm interviewing Kano. Yes. You know, uh, 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 one of the originators of the ground movement out in the UK, but also one of the main stars of the brilliant, brilliant BBC 
television series Top Boy. Have you seen Top Boy no, yet? No, I haven't. Not Top yet. Boy is ridiculous, man. I'm going to tell you what I love about BBC programming. You know how, like, here, like, I'm still not caught up in this season's, this 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 season of Game Game of Thrones. And I look up and I'm, like, seven episodes behind. But in the, in the BBC, some of the greatest ser- series, series yeah. they only have, like, four episodes per season. And mm. it's complete. BBC's ahead of something, man. Listen, let's jump They've into this, man. Been. We got a very special young man in the studio today. Very young man. How old are you, sir? 24, man. What's you're going 24. On? 24. And all of this accomplishment, man. You know, you're, you're, you're a heartthrob. You know, uh, on cable television. <laughs> the ladies are going to love this. That's in the eye of the beholder. Right? You know, I'm not going to just jump in and be like, yeah, I'm a heartthrob. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you have a prominent role in this upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, yeah. Independence Day 2. Yeah. Listen, internets, without further ado, we welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mr. Jesse T. Usher. What's going What's on, up? sir? What's up, fellas? How y'all feeling? Good, man, man, we're feeling good. good. How you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling on top of the world right now. I'm feeling pretty good. You look like you're feeling like a million bucks, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> uh? I'm feeling all right. You know, it's a big summer. I'm feeling good. Yo, sure. um, Survivor's Remorse, man. Yeah, third Congra- season. Thank third you. Third season. Congratulations on that, man. Thank you very, very much. How does a young man from uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, <laughs> with a passion for the culinary arts. <laughs> How do you end up in Hollywood? Oh, uh, my si- <laughs> my older sister, uh, she did like beauty pageants and stuff. And then she d- kind of started falling into commercials and doing that kind of thing. And um, I just wanted to be like her. you know? Okay. I, so I, I joined the industry like through the commercials. And then, right. you know, being on the East Coast is a huge stage presence. So I started getting in stage when I was younger and uh, my parents realized that this was something that just wasn't like a little kid phase. And they, you know, they sat us down and asked the big question, like, you, you want to keep doing this? We got to go to L.A. We got to go to the motherland. Right. And, you know, I was I was uh, getting ready to do another play in Baltimore at the time. But, you know, we decided to pack it up and move it to Los Angeles when the when the, you know, the iron was hot. Now, how old were you when you moved to Los Angeles? I was 12. 12 years old. Well, I, actually, no, it was late in the year when I was 11. I celebrated. We had just got out there and celebrated my 12th birthday okay. in Los Angeles. Now, you, when you say the iron was getting hot, what were you doing that that made you and your parents realize that this thing was real? Um, you know, the interest that was that was coming to us, you know, in Maryland with the industry so small, right. it was like at the, it, it couldn't have got much bigger from where I was. You know, like the management team that we had, we felt like we had already outgrown them. Right. Uh, just being in Maryland, and you know, the opportunities that were coming up, the the plays that. You know, it, it just wasn't difficult to get in the room and, and to, to get a role in The Lion King out here in New York. You right. know what I mean? Like, I was right. doing Broadway. I was doing Shakespeare. I was doing all kinds mm. of stuff. You know, the theaters in, in D.C. And and then it was just, um, it was like, we can, can we can stay here and continue to build that up. But my, my mother knew that, like, musical theater wasn't really my niche. You know, and she's like, there's not a lot of film and television opportunities. Mom wanted to get paid a little she, yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, there's, that is a factor. Right, right, my right. Mom, to be perfectly honest with you, my mom hates winter. Right. So any reason to move to Los Angeles? Right. She was like, oh, you want to be an actor? Oh, we're gone. Let's go. Right. You know what I'm saying? She was like, I'm out of here. Peace. She was good. Wait, so hold up. Let me find out. You're, you're, you're fluent in Shakespearean. Oh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say fluent in Shakespearean. But you did some. You did Shakespeare. I did Shakespeare. Yeah. What? 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 Was I did. It? I did Richard the Third. I Richard, played. Can I? Can I hear something? Listen, that was what thirteen I, hey man, years ago. Hey man, you are an actor. Man, is, is this unfair, man? Are you, what, are you what, in the hot seat? What, I'm in the hot seat right now. I have not <laughs> done Shakespeare in so long 
Like, I couldn't even recite a movie I did five years ago. Okay, <laughs> tis verily but a happenstance, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so let me ask you something. What's your what's your younger sister doing right now? She's older. She's my older sister. Oh, your older sister. Uh, and she's actually sort of do- or dove back into this industry too right. about a year ago. Okay. But she stopped for a long time because she went into fashion school. Okay. And that just, like, took over her life. You know what I mean? Like, she... We would have to remind her to eat and sleep. Like, it was that so crazy. That's where her passion is. That's where her passion so is. So there's no sibling rivalry with, like, my even when, Even when we were brother. doing the same thing, it right. wasn't that. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like we're competing for the same roles. So it was never it was never a rivalry there. It was almost like, at for any given moment, we would almost be training each other. Right. You know, if it's something that I need to help with, she would always be the person to read auditions with me and all that kind of stuff. And if it didn't sound real, she would tell me how to, you know, she would critique me. And then now it's funny because she, she fell off for so long and now she's back and I'm doing the same thing. She's like, I got this audition with this director. I'm like, well, let me hear it. You know what I mean? Let me, okay, let me just help you out a little bit and, and see what, what we can do to make each other better. Okay, now sure. I hear that you're somewhat of a, a genius and that you, ah! you graduated. I graduated 15 from, from high school. From high school. What's, what's the As, age? The age is what, 17? 17 and a half, What are you doing graduating at 15? Uh, Were you skipped? I skipped... <laughs> Two and a half grades. Okay. If that makes sense. (laughs) Now, let me ask you something, man. Uh Like, I understand that. I know a lot of kids. I mean, that's not the thing right now. From from what I understand, the thing right now is to actually leave kids behind so that they're more... Yeah. So, yeah. So, did you feel uh, socially, emotionally inadequate in a class with kids that were two years older than you? Not at all. Right. Because when I was in you know, public school and then we went to Christian school and all that. Like my sister kind of left this legacy before I got there. Right. So when I showed up, the people who knew me were her friends. So it was like people who were already two and three years older than me. You know what I mean? That I was conversing with and this and that. And we moved to Los Angeles. So I went into alternative schooling and I had to like test into it. And I tested a grade and a half above where I was studying in Maryland. So I was now sitting with the people that are the age that I've kind of always been hanging out with anyways. You know what I mean? So you're a genius. I, I, I wouldn't say I was, I'm a hard worker. You're a hard worker. I'm a hard worker. I, I don't understand what alternative schooling is. What is that? Uh, well, it's like a it's in between homeschool and public school. Okay. So like we had a site that we can go to, and they had all you know K through 12 at this single site, but there was only about a hundred kids for K through 12. You know what I mean? And right. They come and go whenever they want, and I had the option of taking classes and doing them at home, or some classes you can even take at a college. You know, it's just you follow a, uh, the same curriculum that grade school kids do. But you have many more options of how you want to take the class. You get to L.A., Maryland kid, Maryland kid. Yeah, uh-huh. Maryland, you get to Maryland. L.A., man. What, what's the first thing that, that, that strikes you as being completely different from Maryland? The, the first air. place, the air. Yeah, the first place we moved to was Manhattan Beach. Okay. And, you know, like coming from Maryland, we, we were in like the woods. <laughs> Everybody in Maryland lives in the woods right. for the most part. You sound like a Maryland cat, actually. <laughs> you, still, you still have the Maryland accent. When I, honestly, when I say Maryland, I start thinking about it. Right. The accent comes back sometimes. Now, I'm do like, you say shorty? Nah, but I do say water. Water. Like, I can't, it's hard for me to say water. Right. Like I got to think about it. Water. Yeah, I just say water. <laughs> but uh, we came out to Manhattan Beach, and it was like this massive, huge beach. You know, that's L.A. They're known for like the long coast and the sky was like crystal blue every day. And I was just like, this is this is different. It was right. cold. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, how does it look this nice, but it's still, still cold. cold? Right. It was it was strange. It was different. What about the people? The people took a lot of getting used to to understand them. Cause it, you know, coming from Maryland, you you run into everybody who's very upfront with you. Right. And uh, 
you know, they just they just say like it is. But in L.A., everything's sugar-coated. Right. And, you know, it can be perceived as fake. And sometimes it is. But most of the time, it's just sugar-coated. It's like a lot of people don't want to hurt your feelings unless they're intending to hurt your feelings. Right. Which you do get a lot of in this industry. Of course. But uh, it, just, it took me a while to get used to the conversation. So personality-wise, what have you compromised of yourself moving out to? To Los Angeles. And what have you maintained? As being the Merlin kid that you are. Man, I try to maintain as much as I possibly can. And, like, my core group is very East Coast-esque. Okay. You know, like, uh, one of my closest friends is from Florida. My sister, like, we still hang out all the time. And it's 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 us. You know what I mean? And then I, I started to, like, maybe branch out a little bit and kind of just dive into other circles and see what was going on out there. But it was never really... For me, like, I hate Hollywood parties. Like, right. I just can't stand it. It's what, not my thing. What is it about Hollywood parties that you hate? Oh, man. I, I don't like walking into a room with a group of people who feel like they're friends with you because they know you from TV. Mm. And, like, everybody knows each other from TV. Nobody right. knows each other. Right. I don't know where he lives. I don't know where she lives. But, like, you know, you go into the Hollywood party and everybody's like, hey, man, good to see you. I'm like, I've never actually seen you before in my life. Right. Don't greet me the same way you would, <laughs> like, your cousins. You know what I mean? It's so, different. So are you a little standoffish, man? Uh, in certain, certain, certain circles, yeah, right, right, right. I will be a little standoffish, but, uh, I mean, if you see with me with my squad, like, nah, you would never think in a million years that I would ever be standoffish. Does your squad turn up, man? Oh man, that's so, that's we known in the streets, but <laughs> like, 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 give us an example. Listen, of man, Jesse and his squad turning up. My squad, we call ourselves the Wolf Pack, and oh, like, wolf pack. I, I kid you not, this this happened last summer. We went to Las Vegas, okay, and it wasn't even me. It was one of my boys, like Daniel, and he's like kind of in the background of the limelight. And this dude comes up to us at a pool party. He's like, "Yo, are you Smitty from the Wolf Pack? Are y'all throwing a party out here?" And we was like. What? When do people start recognizing us as those guys? You know what I mean? But we, I mean, for my birthday, I thought we saw like a house party and anybody can come, that kind of thing. And, um, like, uh, one of my friends works for like, you know, he works in like the club industry and okay. stuff. So like, he's always promoting and doing that or whatever. And I just show up and like, we just, you know, we just have a good time. And, uh, we just started calling ourselves a wolf pack, like on social media. Pack. And who knew it was going to catch on? Like, I had no idea. You know what I mean? I started, I was like, maybe I should market this and, uh, <laughs> and turn it into something. Yo, Internets, big ups to this week's sponsor of the Combat Jack Show, the one and only Bevel. If you don't know, Bevel is clinically proven to reduce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. Up to 80% of black men and women struggle with razor bumps, and up to 30% of all men and women encounter razor bumps as well. What I'm also hearing is a lot of people out there, a lot of white men of, of the Irish persuasion may catch some razor bumps because of the nature of their hair. I don't know anything about it. I just heard this firsthand from somebody that's of Irish descent, and I pointed them to Bevel. Multi-blade razors only cause more irritation to the skin, but the amazing Bevel razor uses a single blade that cuts hair above the skin, not beneath, not subcutaneous, so you can avoid those painful ingrown hairs, those nasty bumps all around your chin, the back of your neck. Yo, there's no need for that in 2016, especially not with Bevel. Bevel's end to shaving system was designed from the ground up to give you a smooth, bump-free shave that includes a pre-shave oil, badger brush, safety razor, blade, shaving cream, and a cool, refreshing, restoring balm. Bevel is here to take care of you and keep your skin smooth. Listen, go get the 20% off your Bevel subscription for 20% off by entering promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, go to getbevel.com. Punch in the promo code COMBAT for 
20% off your first month subscription and you're on your way to smooth skin. Stop shaving like a pauper and shave like a boss with Bevel. And now back to the show. So who's the alpha wolf in the, in the, in the wolf pack? Man, they're going to kill me for this, but I'm the alpha. You're the oh, alpha? I'm the alpha. Right. And I only say this because there was one time I was out of town and right. they were and we planned like a wolf pack party. Okay. And, uh, and I mean, everything was a go. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it. And they canceled the whole party. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just follow my lead. Oh, I'm the alpha. Oh, I'm alpha wolf right now. You know? Yeah, they <laughs> they gotta, would kill me if I said yo, that. One wolf don't stop no party, <laughs> yo. Right, right, right. After the 23rd, we might have to apply for membership at the, the wolf pack. Well, yeah, y'all yeah, take it. If, you, if you go on Twitter right now, you'll see a bunch of people like, yo, when y'all taking applications, I'm like, it's not an application <laughs> kind of thing. Like, you got to just be there. Yeah. It happens organically. You know what I mean? For sure. Cam Calloway. Yes, yes. Survivor's Remorse. Uh-huh. Three seasons. Yeah. Um, what do you think about all the acclaim that you're receiving from that from that series, man? Man, I've been I've been blessed to get the feedback that I've been getting from the show. You know, I, I've I rarely, rarely hear anyone say anything remotely negative about it. Usually, you know, because of the, the quality of the product that we put out and like the time and the effort that we put in, people can feel it, you know what I mean? And they know <laughs> and it's led to a lot of really great things for me. Right. Um, whether it just be like, you know, meetings with the right people or opportunities like like the Independence Day thing, which came from like training for that show. Right. You know, it's uh, I've, I've just been very fortunate and it, I'm, I'm happy for that because we really do put in a lot of work. So, right. you know, for people to applaud us the way they do is a, is a great feeling in real life. Are you that athletic? Uh, in basketball, in basketball, no, no, okay, nah. I'll tell you. You want to hear a story? Yeah, I'll we'll tell hear you. A story. <laughs> you're, you're here to tell us a story. Dude. I'm gonna tell you. A Come story. on, Cam. And this is a good one too. Okay. This is a good one. So, uh, after I finished filming the third season, actually, I was back home in LA, and I started getting back into like my regular gym routine or whatever. Basically, me and my boys, I like, will work out and we'll go, we'll hoop for a little bit. Right. And uh, I've always been the guy who like I'm, I'm incredible at defense. Like you're not getting past me. Right. Period. Okay. I don't care who it is. I'll guard anybody. And then, like, but when it comes to anything else, like, sh- give me the ball, I'm going to get the pass off, right. get the bucket, I'm already down on D. Like, that's my role, right, right. and I know that. But anyway, me and this guy, like, I was just playing by myself. Some of my boys were there, but they weren't on. And uh, me and this guy had a fast break. He caught the ball. He had a wide open three, but for some reason, he threw it to me in the corner. And, like, when I got it, I was like, I don't know if I should shoot this. Uh, Maybe. Let me see. But there was these four dudes behind me. Who knew the show? Right. And it was like, yo, Cam, ah. Cam, shoot it. And I'm like, oh, snap. They like, yo, they hyping me up. Can't shoot. It. I'm like, yo, y'all don't really want this. They like, yo, shoot the ball, son. I'm like, no, trust yo, me. It's much, not what you know on TV. How much pressure is that right now, B? Man, if I step on the court, I'd let people know off top. I'm like, I'm gonna airball twice. It's all good. You know, just let them know up front. Like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna show off with the dribbles. I'm probably gonna lose it. It's all right. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm honest with myself. Of like, course. I don't care, you know what I'm saying? Of course. But these dudes is yelling, like, yo shoot it Cam and then I shot it and it was beautiful it just went right over the rim and just uh, kept going and it, literally I turned around and the dudes are standing looking at me with their mouths open like yo what happened yo. and I was like listen this is a life lesson for y'all alright what you see on TV is not always what you get yo, you were so lucky <laughs> TMZ wasn't <laughs> there right? I don't TMZ could be I could, I could come through you know what I'm saying it don't matter to me man oh, how did that change your life man that show that show you know what from the moment that they did the big press release when the show got picked up, it was just like a really big impact on my life immediately. Like the day it got picked up, I didn't even know. It hit the press before I got official right. word of right. it. Right. That's kind of how I got official word. And, of course, everybody in L.A. follows Hollywood Reporter right. and, you know, 
break that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I showed up to the same gym I hit that air ball at. I showed up to the same gym that night, and it was like everybody knew. And it was weird because everybody knew, but I only, you know, I thought maybe like only I had known or whatever. Right. And all of a sudden, it's just like, hey, man, how you doing? You know, yeah, like, oh, bit, yo, good to see you. You want a towel, my yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, you want next? And you can have my spot. <laughs> like, all that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was eerie. It was strange. Right. You know what I mean? And then eventually, it turned into a, a good thing. But at first, it was just too many eyes. Is it scary? Like, when you, like, can you move by yourself, man? Oh, yeah. I still do. I rode the subway last night. Subway in New York? Yeah, somewhere in New York, by myself last By night. yourself? From Harlem. What wow. train? What train did you take? I man? was on the two, the two train. Hoodie hoodie on? Nah, no hoodie. Nobody recognized No you? glasses. I, yeah, people recognized okay. I took a couple pictures and all that kind of stuff, but, but I still roll You myself. know New York is different, though, because New yeah. York will... New York will see Jay-Z and be like, yo, what up? Exactly. Like, we'll be like, yo, exactly. that's Jay, but be like, yo, what up? That's what I like about L.A. too, because, like, you know, celebrities are Everywhere. S- sitting at Starbucks right. every every day all the time, right. so you can actually still do stuff and just be just be cool. Real question, serious question, man. Like, the most serious question, man. How do you manage thought control? <laughs> Bruh. Great question. Great question. <laughs> it's a good question. I'm saying, I mean, you, you, have, you, have, you have one I have, uh, that, that you've devoted your love to. Or is it like there, this big operation of like? I, and is this Cam or Jesse talking? This is this is Jesse talking. Okay, <laughs> this is Jesse talking. Um, honestly, it's different when you stay focused. Yes, women respond to you in a different way mm. when you're not. You know what I mean? If you seem like a thirst bucket, then it's just coming at yes. you constantly, and like word gets out quick. Oh, girl, you going? You know what I'm saying? You get to go to the crib and whatever to his party, and you be in a section and like all that kind of stuff. And it's different when you kind of just do your own thing, because like I get, I mean, obviously, you know, girls throw themselves or whatever and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes, every once in a while, something crazy will happen. But for the most part, they know like. If they know me, they know my sister's there, right. and they know she's like a fierce lioness. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They're not going to test her. She's a blocker. Exa- she's a blocker. Right. You know, and like my team a welcome. Is she's a welcome blocker. She's a welcome. Yeah, right. no, exactly. Right. She's not rude or nothing like that, but, you know, you're not going to do nothing crazy with my sister's there. Right. It's just right, right. it's the energy we put off. You know, you, you, re- you get what you put out, basically. But are you surprised at some of the attention that you get from, like, say, maybe other women celebrities and you're like damn yeah, honestly oh, yes. yeah that was blowing my mind for right, a while because right, right. right. i never really considered myself to be what other people might consider me to be right so it would be times you know uh i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna put her out yeah, there like that but I went, out there. I went i went bowling is she on instagram with you is she in a picture on instagram yeah. uh i don't think so he's about to know. delete that he's about to no, no 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 i don't i don't think so <laughs> but um you know, it was like word kind of through the grapevine. It was ever somebody was like, "Oh, yo, I think she likes you," but it right. was just something simple like right. that. And I just went to this bowling alley, and she was there. Right. And uh, I had a crush on her from like way back in the day. You know what I mean? And wait, we're just wait, bowling. Are y'all the same age, or was she kind of? We're, like we're mil- right. We're right oh, around the not, same. Not age. milfish. No, no, no. We're okay. right around the same okay. age, right. but she's been acting for a long time, right. like I have. So, like you know, I've known about her for a while. And uh, you know, we were kind of bowling, and we had like a few lanes. There was a lot of us. And then um, I was just sitting back eating some curly fries, and she came over and was like, I love your, you know, I love you on the show. And I was like, oh, thank you. I love you on your, you know, I'm not going to say what else. I was like, yeah, I love yeah. you on your thing, too. And then uh, she was like, I've had a crush on you for years. And I was like, oh! <laughs> the come up. I can't believe it. I was like, yo, this is crazy. The come up. You know what I mean? I was like, really? Like, for that's real? Dope. For yeah. me? Like, yeah, that's dope. How? You know? And it's just, it just blows my mind sometimes. Did it end up being a natural relationship or was it still kind of it never was really a relationship that happened i saw her again like once she left to go film i left to go film never in the same place at the same time and you know 
and honestly, I don't, I personally, I don't want to throw any actresses under bus or anything like that, but I really don't date actresses right. that often yeah. because the conversation ends up being about acting work all right. the time. And so, I don't like that. So you, so do you date like nine to five people that work in a nine to five? Uh, nine to fives are cool. Um, I, I don't mind people, uh, I don't mind girls in the industry, right? you know, because they understand more so than people who are not in the industry, right? you know, but, uh, it's just, I don't want to sit down and talk about like what director you're meeting with and you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's why I honestly, I don't have very many close actor friends either because the same thing. Right. You know, we're running out of time. We don't have that much time, man. Let's get into Independence Day. Okay, let's do like, it. Like, like you said that you landed that role through training mm-hmm. for Survivor's Remorse. How did you land that role? Um, I was in the gym training for the second season. So the first season had already aired, and uh, I was gearing up for the second. And my trainer is the trainer of uh, Harold Closer, who's one of the producers and close friends of right. Roland Emmerich. Right. And uh, I was kind of met him in passing a few times. Eventually, we got a full like a like a real introduction, you know what I mean? I told him what I was doing, and he told me what he had in the works, with one of which was Independence Day. And, uh, like, jokingly, I was like, ah, you should put me in that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he kind of seen me around, and it was my persona, like, it was, uh, you know, my character that he pitched to Roland. He's like, yo, I met this kid. I think he has what you're looking for to play this Dylan Hiller character, you know? And uh, after I had got back, I finished filming the second season. I got back to Los Angeles and I heard that Roland wanted to have a meeting with me. So I went and, you know, I sat down with both him and Harold uh, together and we kind of just talked, you know, a lot like what we're doing right now. And they were just telling me what they've been up to the past. Like they were working on it for about five years. And they told me like mm. what they, where they were right. at at that moment, what they were thinking for the character, you know. In their minds, they're like, okay, this this is possibly this guy. I'm thinking they're just doing this with every actor in right. Hollywood, trying right. to see like, you know, what kind of feedback yeah. they get, whatever. And then uh, after that meeting, they basically say like, yeah, Roland wants you for uh, the movie. I'm just like, whoa, oh, stop wait playing. a minute, what? yeah, stop playing. no yeah. audition process, no nothing like that, just that. conversation, conversation, right. wow, conversation, yeah. Hey, yo, internets. Today's episode of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Spotify Discover Weekly. Discover Weekly allows you to lose yourself every week in the thrill of new music discovery. Listen, Internets, we got all these blogs, we got all these sites giving you all this music. Where can you really trust a site where you can find all the music that's made for you? Your Discover Weekly playlist is 30 songs that you didn't even know you loved yet. You get a brand new, unique playlist every Monday, personalized to your specific taste. And listen, Internets, do me a favor, do you a favor, and do Spotify Discover Weekly a favor. When you really get a new song from the Spotify Discover Weekly playlist, won't you tell us about it by tweeting us at Combat Jack Show or at Combat underscore Jack and tell us about it. Once again, at Spotify.com slash Discover Weekly to get your new playlist started today. And now back to the show. Was Will Smith ever slated to be in this movie or no? I don't think so. Now, I only came in on the last nine months before we actually went into production right. but they had been in the works for five years right. so you know from the moment they started drafting that script i'm sure they've been talking to will for they had to have been talking right. to yeah. will for years right. and you know doing whatever <clears throat> but I, I never know i don't know if he's ever signed on and then said nah never right. mind or you know it never was public so now before these conversations did independence day the original movie mean anything to you oh yeah man they play it every year you know like fourth of july like that's right. just the movie that comes on and when it comes on, you can't not watch it. It's right. just one of those things. I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Right. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air has been the favorite show since I could watch TV. Have you ever met Will? 
I just met him in the White House. Uh, really? A couple, like about a month ago. Okay, that's fancy and that's fancy. Right. <laughs> like that's like that's like like how are you in the White House building with Will Smith? Oh, man. Well, did you meet Barack? I did. I didn't get a chance okay. to meet Barack. I went to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I went to okay. his last dinner. Right. And uh, man, it was an incredible experience. We right. talk about that, and you know, another time. Of course. But um, I went there, and I heard that Will was going to be in the building. And, you know, Fox was like, look, Will Smith's going to be here. If you want, we can try to get you a picture with him, this and that. I was like, look, I've never even met him. So if we can just get close enough for me to say hi, I'd be cool with that. Right. And um, he came, you know, it was like a couple minutes before the thing was going to start. We kind of tactically got over there, shook his hand. He congratulated me. And it was just, you know, everything I wanted it to be. That's crazy. How was it playing Will Smith's character's son uh, in the movie? Surreal. Yeah. It's very surreal. You know, I've. Like I said, I've been a fan of his for so long. To play a role that's so directly related to him is uh, it's different. And I kind of had to wash that out just so I could do my thing. Right. You know what I mean? But um, Those are big shoes to follow, man, to, to fill. Listen, I'm a size 12, right. man. I'm, I'm ready. No, <laughs> no you know, Roland, Roland Emmerich was very specific about right. how he wanted my character to be. He wasn't at all like, you know, Will did this, so we're going to do... It wasn't like that at all. Right, he was right. like, this is what your character is. This is what he's lived through the last 20 years, and this is where he is right now, right. and this is what we're going to build with. You know what I mean? So I had like a, a fresh slate. Like, yes, Will Smith played that character, but it, it, it had very indirect influence on the character I played. I see. Um, how was it acting on such a big production where I'm imagining in certain scenes you're acting in front of a... It's not a green screen. It's a blue screen. Yeah, we did blue screen. Blue screen. What's the difference? Uh, it's just a different technology. Okay. You know, you, you can do either or. Right. You can paint it pink and it wouldn't matter. And are you required also in certain scenes to act with characters that are not actually in that scene? Oh, yeah. How is that, man? It's... How is that? <laughs> it's physically weird. Right. More so than anything else because you're always... I mean, as an actor, you're always pretending anyways. Right. But it's physically strange when you do something and then they yell cut and you're like why i was in the moment and they say well you can't stand there because there's the thing that's supposed Blocking, to and then you, know. you go like oh right. well, wow. my bad let me not step on your, your you know the <laughs> alien real quick let me come over here that was strange but other than that it was it was like being a kid it was like being you know on a playground you get to just like literally let your imagination run wild it was it was it was cool now were they cool gadgets on the on oh, set? yeah Did the you... sets they built were off the chain right off the chain. I can imagine. Yo, they they legit built fully functional sets like the size of buildings. You know what I mean? Like where I'm walking down the hallway and outside is just a wood box, but you go inside and I'm walking down the hallway and as you pass by the door, the doors are opening. Like you they had a cafeteria like on a moon base and you know what I'm saying? You can go in the cafeteria, you can like push the little buttons or whatever, order food, the food comes out. That's There's crazy. nobody back there. That's crazy. It's just a functioning moon cafeteria. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the plane I'm flying, like everything. Like the plane don't take off, but it might have, if I had an engine, was it, it would. Was it cool? Was it was it was Yeah, it, it was good. Yo, it was uh, dumb. Man. Yo, let me ask you, man. Did you have any like phasers or any like small things that you might have could slip into your book bag? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Honestly, uh, I wore the watch that Will Smith wore in the first film. Right. I wanted that watch so bad. Were you tempted to they, slip it in? They were on it, though. Security? Soon, yeah. When they yelled cut, they were like, give us a watch. Yeah, give, us, uh, give us a watch. Black man in Hollywood, no. Yeah, did nah, you not happening. Did you film at different locations like like across the city like everything was in Arizona Albuquerque. Oh, oh, they, Albu they, um, New Mexico yeah. yeah in New Mexico they did do some stuff in the soft flats before I was uh, before I came out there to start filming right 
But everything that I did was all in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I mean, we had six sound stages, so they were able to build whatever they wanted in, in those stages. Have you seen the movie? I have not. I you refuse, have not seen I refuse to watch it until the premiere. Okay, so so you don't know if it's, like, awesome. I mean, of course you got to say it's awesome. But I mean... Dude, I hold science fiction movies in, in, in such high regard, man, uh-huh. that, that, that I'm tough on them. Well, listen, I'll, I'll hit you up after the movie come out, and you tell me <laughs> I will tell awesome. you. I'll be, I'll be real, though. You should be I'll real. Be real. <laughs> Yo, how's it working with Vivica, man? Off the chain. You she, ever met her? No, I never met her, but She's I like cool. I had a big crush on her back in the first in the Didn't we all? <laughs> you know, did you, like is she still smelling good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she still smells good. She does smell good. But honestly, she's one of the realest actresses out there who just keeps it, you know, she's very grounded. And she's very, uh, she was almost maternal-like with me because, you know, I'm coming in, I'm playing her son. I'm this newcomer on this massive movie with stars from the first one who've lived it for 20 years. And she was just, you know, she wanted to make sure that I was comfortable enough to perform, you know. And I, I appreciate that. Did you appreciate working with Jeff Goldblum? Of course. Have you seen The Fly? Of course. You saw the fly. I saw the fly. Like, I was grossed out by the fly you, with all the little, like, the, all the little hairs and stuff. Man. Did you ever hear of a show called 10 Speed and Brown Show? No, what's that? That was his first. That was his. That was his first show. He played with Ben Vereen. Uh-huh. You don't even know this. Nah. Back in 1980, they had a show, and it was the first time, I think, it was it was his first appearance on television. Really? Yeah, you might want to go and check I'm that gonna out. I'm going to ask man. him about it. Real question, man. Like, I, I saw your interview with Mike Epps on uh, The Breakfast Club uh-huh. uh, from, I think it was a year ago. Yeah, about a year. And y'all talked about, he was very candid about this is the best time uh, to be African-American in, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Do you believe so? I do. Okay, why? Uh, I can't imagine a time that was better than this. There was, there's been a lot of appreciation. The, the 70s for, were a good time. That was a good time. Right. But now we're, I mean, that was a good time to be an actor for hire. Right. This is still a great time to be an actor for hire, but the things that you can create, the knowledge that we have in the black community is just grown. I mean, look at what, you know, Birth of a Nation is doing. Like that, yes. mm. you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of thing is now like a new component added to what, you know, like what the industry it's was in the 70s. It's a bold move that's never been done before. It's a bold move, but it can be done. Right. Now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we have other platforms now, Netflix, web, you know. Right. There's, you know, so much content is out there already, but there's so many, there's just a lot of room. Have you seen Birth of a Nation? And I, I, know not, get, I read the script, read the script a script. year before it came out. Right. Uh, I was highly interested, and there's just nothing that I thought would really, you know, I'm one of those actors, like, if I read a script and I love it to the point where I feel like if I was in it, it wouldn't be as good, I'm going to just be like, all right, look, we can't. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep it real with myself. I got two last questions. Okay. Um, have you ever had to turn a role down because you felt it was insulting to you and your integrity as a black man? Yep. A couple times. Do you what want, did, what you, did they, I want to hear just wanna, some, Yeah, I want to know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> of course you want to. Of course we all want to know. <laughs> uh, I, don't think, I don't think. Well, here's the thing. The only reason why I can't say is because the projects haven't come out yet. Okay. Mm. And I don't want to throw salt on something else that somebody else might feel like is, course, is great for them. Of course, it's a come up, right. You know, and it might be a come up. Right. But for me, like, for who I am, it just wasn't a character that I wanted to play. Some of them are too vulgar, you right. know, whatever. And I just... Okay, yeah. so vulgar, was it demeaning also, or...? Uh, not necessarily demeaning. No, it was No, the thing that I'm thinking of, it wasn't demeaning. It was just... When also, I, you know, there was the two projects that I was looking at at the time. And that was a big influence, too. Like, if it was the only thing out there, then, like, I might have been more influenced to, to lean towards right. it. 
But there was two projects that were out at the time, and I was like, I want to do something that's going to be uplifting and, right. you know, influential and positive and that kind of thing instead of, like, grimy and, you know, so. Last question, man. Um, top five black actresses of all time. Your top five. Ooh. Angela Bassett mm-hmm. came to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, she she looks like she smells good. Shea butter, shea butter, <laughs> shea butter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see, Angela Bassett. Honestly, I really um, Vivica Fox. Yes, Vivica Fox. Mm. Oh man, this is tough. Honestly, I would, I might say Queen Latifah. That's a good one. That's a I good love one. Love Queen Latifah's. You know, Dana Owens is amazing, man. man what she did. Is Yo, Shaquem, man, we're still waiting for that interview. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, it's going to come now. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Who else? <sighs> that's three. You got two I more. I know. I'm trying to think of some newer. That's all right. You can stay in the in the, in the the milf range. I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. My initial question was your top five milfs in Hollywood, but, oh, but God. I'm so oh, intimidated Lord. by yeah, this I, know. <laughs> I don't even think I would have a top five for that. Okay. Um, two more. Two more, two more, two more. Let me think. I'm trying to think of some really, really good films. Now, I can say this, but I feel like I need I need one more project from her. But I, I know it's going to come. Lupita, mm. I really, really I mean, appreciate Lu- Lu- her work. Lupita put her foot down. Yeah, she, she does every down. time. But I need I need one more. We, need, we do need to one more. Sure. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah. Di- no no, no it. slave role, not a slave role. Right, right. We'll right. get it. But I do need, I do need one more project. Lupita in space. The- <laughs> Lupita in Independence Day 3. There you go. There you go. There you go. I will blast you to spinners. Last one, sir. Uh, last one. Um, I don't know. Is this cheating if I say my sister? Is that is that cheating? That's kind of that's, that's che- cheating. That, that's cheating. No, that's cheating? No, no, no disqualified. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. One more. The internet won't let me live with that, B. They won't let you live? They won't let me live with that. Even though I got four really good ones. We need one more. Come, see, on, come, see, on, come on, come on, come y'all on. Y'all just sleeping right now. All right, all right, all right. Let me sleep. I'm, 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 y'all sleep. Don't worry. I don't want to. I don't want to throw the alley oop. But this, this no, no, no alley oop. That's what I'm saying. No, okay, who do you think? You know, the no, 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 King, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Last one. Dang, I know I'm gonna get a call after this too. Get that call. Tashina Arnold. Yes. Yes. Is that good? That's, that's yeah, very good. That's cool. That's very you good. You still might, yeah, you're going to get a couple calls. You're going to get a couple, couple calls. But you, you know what? It's, your top five. It's, it's, it's good to get those calls. Right. Because it absolutely. shows that your voice matters and at such a young age and have making such a great impact in Hollywood, yeah. man. It, it's good to get those calls. Listen, Jesse T. Usher on the Combat Jack Show. Yeah. Um, what's next for you? Uh, you know, well, obviously the movie's premiering next week yes. and uh, Survivor's Remorse is a month after. Yes. Uh, I actually did a movie. A Will Packer film okay. directed by David Talbert called Almost Christmas. Okay. And that'll be out in November, obviously, Almost Christmas. And, uh, I mean, the cast of that, Danny Glover, Monique, mm. J.B. Smooth, mm. you know, Kimberly Elise. Like, wow. we, it was, it was up, th- it's nice. That's, that's awesome, man. It's I, nice. I, I have a feeling that we're going to see and hear about you for a very long time, young man. Oh, thank you. And, and, and I'm really happy for you, man. Stay stay focused, though. Absolutely. Stay focused. Absolutely. Yes, and thanks, thanks again, man, for coming to the conversation. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Uh, uh, King. Listen, I'm ready to go to L.A., man. Like tomorrow. You, you've never been to I've L.A.? I've never been to L.A. And we've been surrounded by a lot of L.A. recently, yes, and I need to be in L.A. Combat yeah. Jack Show in L.A. Cats be called. Yo, I'm in L.A. I'm in. Oh my God, I don't want to hear this shit right now, man. I'm, I'm not there. I'm in Brooklyn. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> so listen, let's let's wrap it up, man. This has been a great episode. Yes. Internets, you know what it is. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white, and the universe flows in technicolor 
It's a round sound. Hey, yo, Internets, thanks again to Spotify Discover Weekly for sponsoring today's episode of the Combat Jack Show. Spotify Discover Weekly allows you to lose yourself every week in the thrill of a new music discovery. There's a lot of streaming music services that host millions and millions of songs that you don't even know about or can't even get to because you don't have the time because in this day and age we're so busy. The Internet age, ah! But Spotify isn't just holding on to them for you. Spotify is introducing you to new music every week that they know you will love. Every Monday, you get a brand new, unique playlist personalized to your specific tastes. Your Discover Weekly playlist is 30 songs you didn't know you even loved yet. 30 new jams to enjoy throughout the week and then another 30 songs the next week after. You go to Spotify.com slash Discover Weekly right now to get your playlist. If you like the music Spotify picks out for you, tweet us at Combat Jack Show or at Combat underscore Jack on Twitter and tell us how much you enjoyed the song Spotify curated for you. Once again, head over to Spotify.com slash Discover Weekly to get your playlist today and don't forget to tweet us and tell us about it. No this episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan, and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production. Combat Jack Show, what's up? This is your man live from the 7-5, or as you would say, angry and anonymous. <laughs> Not angry this time, but still anonymous, but I just want to give y'all some props, you know what I mean? The Stretch and Barbito show was a classic, definitely a classic one in the can. I was one of those dudes in high school that used to stay up to one to five to listen to them, going to school like a zombie the next morning. You know what I'm saying? The questions you asked them was good. It was a good, fastest two hours of my life. I wish I could have listened to them for another two hours, man. It definitely took me back to what good radio used to be. It reminded me of listening to this show. And um, y'all keep doing y'all thing. And I want to just say uh, I agree with you. I know we don't agree on much, but I definitely agree on you, agree with you. They keep the narrative going. Like you said, white supremacy is a 24-hour thing. And um, we got to live under that. So no one's let, letting up. No one's telling other groups to not get their point across. So I don't think no one should tell you or us to stop getting our point across and keep telling that narrative. So I'm with you on that one. And I'm definitely with uh That was a good idea by A. King with the book club. I'm definitely feeling that. I'd be down with that. But um, good luck on your, your East Coast tour and your cities and the, and the rest of your tour abroad, man. And um, y'all stay good and stay up. Peace.